Um, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh shit! I should have said was, I was Ryan. That's terrible, guys. <laughs> okay, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm Maddie. I am Vuk, or sometimes Emma Frost, or sometimes, or sometimes Jessica Chastain. I don't know what my name is. Sometimes I'm Lalandra, but Maddie, do you know about this great power growing within you? No, but could you take me to a townhouse in the middle of the city where I can just check it out and then we can have a fight scene there instead of in, I don't know, somewhere safe or really anywhere else? Where is there a safe place to have a fight scene out of curiosity? I don't know. The middle of fucking nowhere? <laughs> not not New York City. Not New York City. Like, I literally don't know why they go there. It makes no sense. And they're like, okay, come upstairs to this galaxy room. Anyway. This is the mutant ages where we watch every adaptation of anyway, the X-Men. By the way, I'm Ryan. Todd's here Luke. still. This is part uh, two. Todd's here. Go back Hi, a week, Todd. listen to part one of the movie. Yeah, or all two and a half hours of that. Or you can just tune in for this because we're talking about the second half of The Dark Phoenix, which I would say is significantly worse than the first half. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated stages. The mutant ages, decades of history. The mutant ages, with Ryan and Maddie. The mutant ages, a journey through memory. The mutant ages, Brian and Maddie. There's not a lot that happens in the second half. There's just a lot of really bad fight scenes. Yeah. Like, I feel like all the good dialogue was in the first half of this movie, and now that's over. Yeah. Now it's just like you whatever the, dialogue the fuck is over? this movie is. <laughs> Yeah. This is the se- the whole second half of this movie. I was like, this is clearly some other script that they changed last second. Or like, like I was like, scripts that they tried to condense down. Well, I mean, like all I could think about while I was watching the second half was that I listed off all those facts about like how Psylocke and Jubilee and Rogue and Emma Frost and the Hellfire Club were originally written into this script, and that was the script that they originally had, and like changed it very last second and i'm like what was that story (laughs) like i feel like we're seeing pieces of it in this movie which we kind of see in the first half but definitely the second half i was like okay so they just like took all their shit and just like changed some names around so that's why it stopped making any fucking sense why are there two train scenes in this is (laughs) my other question i don't know why that first train is there or the second train but we can get to the second train i still don't understand why megan doodle rips the train out of the fucking it makes no sense todd over to you as your therapist Dr. Todd is in the house, everybody. That bit is true. I'm, I'm, it is, and my, and my doctorate, <laughs> my doctorate is definitely not in psychology. Medical not medical Dr. Todd is here. It's definitely, absolutely in psychology. And that's why you need to call me Professor. Professor Todd. But I would suggest maybe before this goes and makes Maddie's editing job way too hard, you should tell them um, what the fuck show this is and what you do on it, maybe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I did say that, but Ryan was talking over it. It's fine. Uh, this is the Mutant Ages. <laughs> I'm Ryan. We watch every adaptation anyway, of the Anyway, I'm just going to keep talking. Please, <laughs> 
previously on the X-Men, Jean got inhabited by, by the Dark Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix, which was just this weird goop floating around in space. And the movie came up with an excuse to send the X-Men to space so that Jean could get inhabited by this goop. And uh, Jessica Chastain was an ordinary human woman until a scroll, just kidding, a Dabari alien took over her With body. Pow- what are their fucking powers? They show it in this, I don't this know. second half, and I still don't understand what they are besides the shape Their powers day. are to stick their hands inside of other people's bodies and, like, fuck around. She doesn't even do that. She'll stand. <laughs> There's, like, a scene where she walks over to Jean's dad and holds out her hand, like, two feet away from him, and his ribs just explode. And I was like, what are his yeah. pa- What are their powers? Are they all telekinetic? Is that their deal i don't know yeah that's actually the scene we're up to now by the yeah. way is the scene where jessica chastain is walking to gene's dad's house and a couple of her debari buddies walk over to gene's dad's house because this is right after gene has found out that her dad is alive <laughs> first of all she didn't know that because xavier lied to her she kills a bunch of cops kills a bunch which- of cops which i do like that largely the x-men are like that's fine we're mad about the mystique thing jacks <laughs> 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 for them um, and she kills Mystique by accident. This is when we find out where they actually are. Because this is the first time we see the cars with Red Hook on the side. Oh. Oh, in terms of so the town is, they're in? Yeah, in terms of like, where I they literally I did not notice are, that. Which, to emphasize something I probably said last episode, they uh, flew the X-Jet to <laughs> Brooklyn. Which means <laughs> that they were in the air for approximately 15 seconds. Yeah. Because they were they like were 20 miles away. That's crazy to me because later on in this half of the movie, Xavier shows Kurt in his brain where Gene is. And Kurt's like, I'll just teleport across the state. And I was like, what? That is not how his powers work. Where's your jet? And then I was like, all right, Beast took the jet. But I even still, it makes no sense. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, maybe Kurt just did a bunch of teleports. You know, like Wolverine well, that's the not the way it was cut. It was like one scene they were there, <laughs> oh next God, scene they yeah, were yeah. by the train I am station. Remembering, I'm remembering when you guys had that episode and how thoroughly I lost my mind. Imagine, <laughs> like, did, I think I actually came home and Googled the distance and did the math. <laughs> you did, you did on how many jumps he would need to do, and that the result is that it would take like 18 hours per trip, and that Kurt would be very, very dead by the end of it. Oh, like, he would be dead before he even made it. It's absurd yeah. that he makes it. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, so Kurt does that in this movie and they edit it around it. I guess. But Jessica Chastain's walking in the room going, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she she's interrogating Jean Grey's father. And I mean, I'm reading the dialogue right now because I have the script open. It's not very interesting. Um, Her father refuses to answer. And she has this line where she's like, it's so much easier to understand your language when you're not screaming. Remember that line? I liked that line, though. Yeah, it's fun. Well, first, she she says she says this is unfortunate because that and he was like, what? And that's when she crushes his chest. I don't know if he lives or dies or if anybody notices that. I think he dies. We never know because that's never explained. He's a piece of shit. So who cares? (laughs) Which is kind of anticlimactic, by the way, because like Gene was so upset that she was lied to about him still being alive. And then in the end, it's like, does he die? Does he live? Who cares? Nobody knows. We don't even see how anybody reacts to this. Does he get over his intense bigotry against his daughter or not even just bigotry but just like terror of her and all these other emotions that he has towards her we don't know not really resolved who knows we're never gonna see him again which is sad i enjoy that actor but now we have to go to the subpar island of genosha also known as angel island 
where Knuckles lives. Also known as not an island. It's just a field. It's no, it a is an island. They, do, they show, is they it show a shot of it. It's a really small island. It's like. <laughs> I thought it was just a, a field. It's like, no, it's a, it, the island is just a field with some trees. And then there's like some housing around it. And that's the entire size of the island. I'm like, this is not Genosha. I enjoy the idea that they're literally just on like a tiny little island off like Rockaway Bay. Yeah, you're just off Long Island somewhere, and that was the best place the government could find to be. Again, like, it's sea land. Like yeah. it, this is just an it incorporated is. country that Magneto and like twenty other mutants are allowed to live yeah. on. Also, I don't know what's going on here, but they have like no technology on this island. That I mean, they talk about it later because they don't get the news. But they're like, yeah, we live out here. We have zero electricity. And we yeah. have no technology out here. And they're just farming. But they live in converted shipping containers. I guess they have no resources of any kind. I mean, they've basically been kicked out of the United States. I mean, this is kind of another thing where I'm like, this hasn't been explained. But Magneto is there. He can just meddle his way around all that shit. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I I, I thought this whole version of Genosha was super strange. It is. And Jean comes, she like lands and fucking Dixie Khan is there and Dixie Khan's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> is that what we're calling Celine? Is Dixie Khan? No, no, no. Dixie Khan's the guy with the no, hair. Oh, hair guy. Of course, hair, hair guy. guy pops some bubble gum. No, it's spins not around. Dixie Khan. It's a guy with pigtails, and he's like, I'm going to kill you, bitch, if you don't tell me why you're here. And she can't tell him. Like, Gene loses the ability to think and speak from this point on in the For film. this entire scene, because Magneto floats over and he's like, well, what are you doing here? What's and up? Jean's like, and she's like, I can't tell you. We gotta go inside your hut suddenly. so I can tell you in secret. So they go inside his, like, hut. Again, zero electricity. I don't know what's going on with this place. It's She doesn't tell him, by the way. Well, I know, because Magneto keeps on it. I know. Shit. Just, I'll, tell, I'll tell you when we're in private. Okay, we're in private. I can't tell you. Then why are you here? Seriously. It's so stupid, by the way, that Gene comes here in the first place. Like, none of this needs to be in the movie. Because, like, according to this reality, and even according to the original Fox Films reality, Mystique and Magneto are besties. He's going to be pissed when he finds out that Gene killed her. So, of course, Gene arrives here and is like, wait, fuck. I just came to the place where Mystique's bestie lives, and he's an Omega-level mutant. He's probably going to be mad when I tell oh, him that. Oh, my God. It so doesn't make any sense. So it turns out she sense. has nowhere to go and no friends because she's alienated everyone. So she kind of shows up here and is like, I hurt people with my powers, but I don't want to say who or what I did specifically. She's like, you used to hurt people. And he goes, yeah, that was a long time ago. And she's like, how'd you stop hurting people? And Magneto is like... I mean, he does have like some kind of line. I worked on my problems, but that isn't the circumstances under which Gene hurt people. Okay, right. hold on. I'm just going to go ahead and say I love Michael Fassbender. I love him as Magneto. I love Magneto. Does not need to be in this film. No, absolutely not. This whole section of the movie shouldn't be here. It's so irrelevant. Well, but they need him and Nicholas Holt to stand around uh, having snacks at the fridge that's got Mystique <laughs> in it for the rest of the yeah, movie. Right. Mm. It is. So hmm. annoying. I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I do like that Magneto says something along the lines of like, well, you know, I, I found that I wasn't actually feeling any better by killing all the people who hurt me yeah. and continue to hurt people. So now I'm trying this new thing where I'm trying to build a community. I don't just murder people who make me feel bad. It's actually working <laughs> yeah. way better than you would yeah. think it would. Yeah, it's like going okay for me Yeah, and then, and then fucking Magneto's like, so again, whose blood is on your shirt? And she's like, I don't want to hurt you, Magneto. And I was like... 
and Magneto's like wiping his eyes like Jesus Christ seriously I barely know her and I don't know how to help her and she murdered someone before coming here and I'm trying to figure out who in like various roundabout polite ways and she's not telling me and Jean could have lied she could have said oh mine yeah she could have said anything and that would have been believable but she doesn't want to lie which I respect but she also doesn't want to tell the truth which is like she's like sitting there and she's like I don't know where the blood came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's doing a Yui Sasaki of just crying. <laughs> I don't know what blood is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just juice. I don't even I can't know. Read anyway, this other character named Celine, but is not Celine from the comic books, or has her power set, or her character. Clearly it's meant so, to be Psylocke. It's so clearly so supposed to be Psylocke. Everyone just screams Psylocke at the same time, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, it's because it's supposed to be Psylocke. Olivia Munn dropped out last minute. We talked about this in last week's episode. They replaced her with a woman. Fine. She does a perfectly serviceable job at a Psylocke imitation. But they named her character Celine, And... I don't know why they went with that. Like I don't know. It's definitely not Salim from the comic. And we only find that out once. Do you know when we find when out she her dies? Name is when she dies. The moment she dies. Does she die? We don't even see that. Because <laughs> Magneto screams Celine. She falls off the train. One of the two That's trains. That's all we know. I mean, we, she could have survived that. We'll never fucking and know. To his credit, Magneto's like, you have a name. I know. That's what he screams. He literally says that name. He goes, you have a name. You're gone. Okay, look, I have, I have a rant. I have a rant in me about okay, this. Great. So I, the other day, watched the Boba Fett TV show Book of Boba Disney Fett. Plus. Why did you do that? Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> because I was looking, well, okay, because I was looking for stuff about the Jedi, just in various extended universe stuff for reasons. Right, right, right. Because you're playing for Jedi reasons. Survivor and it's a fun video game. So I watched the bit of that episode that is uh that has Luke in it. Yeah. Because like he was on the Mandalorian. I swear I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. Because like he was on the Mandalorian, and I know lots of people are angry about it. I'm like, I okay, liked that but it was part. like was a five minute sequence, and it was cool to watch, and it was yeah. fine, and then it was over. Then on Boba Fett, isn't he on it like a lot? And it's like not even Mark Hamill. It's like a CGI creation, and like really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like a half hour of someone's CGI face, <laughs> and the the voice sounds completely wrong, and it's. Uh, a friend mentioned like the voice is deep faked too. And I looked at it and I'm like, could you just recast him? Yeah. I, yeah I, just like, cast somebody else. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, just... I'm like, look, you're going to have to accept that you're going to, if you're going to tell a story about young or like reasonably young adult Luke again in the future, which they clearly are I'm like, you just need to recast him. Is it going to be a little weird? Like not seeing young Mark Hamill? Sure. Yeah, like seeing fucking Han Solo in Solo. In Solo, It'll right. Yeah. Is it going to be less uncomfortable than just like seeing this weird? Anyhow, the reason I bring that up is that like, okay, Olivia Munn couldn't come back to be Psylocke. Fine. Recast <laughs> yeah. yeah, but none of these films did like, that. Just, Whenever they had this issue, they would just write out it. the character and write in some other character. And write in a different random mutant with similar powers or not even with similar, similar powers. powers. Exactly. It's kind of like your parents are like, oh, yeah, no, your guinea pig is fine. And like they bought yeah. you a new He's one. He's just golden that looks brown exactly now instead of white. Yeah. And it's it is it is still sparky though. It's the same guinea yeah. pig. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's definitely the same pet. Absolutely did not like three card Monty and new yeah. thing so that you wouldn't notice it. Celine is a not. I mean, I actually think this woman does just fine with her three lines. I just don't know why she's in. The they film. did this. Okay, we have not gotten there yet. But when we watched the gifted, 
they don't have Havoc on that show because they had already established in this Fox universe that Havoc was the older brother of Scott Summers and would not be able to be dating Polaris because he would have been like 300 years old in comparison to her. So they invented this other character, (laughs) Eclipse, who has the same fucking power set. Not the same story or background, though, because it's like a new character who was interesting because he was... Not a white person, and I thought He's that was cool. Havoc. But it was the same fucking power set. Because we, because we know that when Lorna was choosing who to date, she was, was like, I love that you can fire energy balls from your hands. Yeah. This shit kept happening. <laughs> That's and this is partially why I'm more excited to see whatever they do in the MCU, just because I think at least there would be some sort of like, even if it's not fully correct, we'll still see some sort of like. Well, I mean, it's always interesting to see how people adapt these things. This is why this is our whole show. Well, but I mean, like, there'll be some sort of consistency happening. You know, like, whereas Fox we'll is like... We'll see. I have no hopes for anything at this point. I'm hoping they go full fate Grand Order and that they start just gender swapping shit just left mm. and right. Okay, I would not be against that, though. I'm just floating that out there. I, okay, but like Lady Magneto, Lady Professor X, yeah. Charlene and Xavier, I am on board. You think they're already being mean girls? Wait until they're like, actually the mean girls, so... <laughs> They're still gay, though. They, I mean, yeah, that doesn't change. Dude Psylocke, played by Bo and Yang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why wasn't that this movie? I don't know. Where the fuck are we? Selena um, walks So then in. the military show up. The military shows up, and Magneto is instantly pissed off because Jean brought the freaking military here because she killed a bunch of cops. Well, he thinks that they're there for him, yes. and Magneto tells Celine to tell everybody to stay calm but be ready. And that's when I'm like, okay, yeah. so she apparently has psychic powers, which is demonstrated by her looking up and blinking her eyes really, really fast. Yep. Like she's a fucking telegraph machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's blinking you just here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how her powers work. Oh it's my god. Great. There's a really okay, this conversation that's about to go on between Magneto and like this military dude is like really, really, really long. And I was like I know, Whoa. and it's not interesting. It's really not I mean like the, the, he's basically like, We're not here for you, Magneto. And we're here for Gene. And Magneto's like, I've never heard of Gene Gray before. And Gene's like Gene's <laughs> like sitting in the hut, like psychically listening to this and also listening with her ears, but for some reason we're listening to like twofold here. Mm-hmm. And so like this military dude is like, Look, we're looking for Gene. And Magneto's like, We have rights. And the mil- that dude is like, listen, she killed a fucking bunch of people, dude. Uh, I guess you didn't hear about that. And Magneto just pauses, he goes, we don't get the news around here. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then the helicopter yeah. starts like spinning away behind them. And the military is like, yep. you're supposed to stop. We're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be good now. And Maggie's like, I'm not fucking doing this. And Jean's like, it's me. And she like walks out. I'm like, you, and she like flies why didn't out? she just leave? I don't know. She, I don't know. Why doesn't she fly away instead of doing any of this shit? She sticks around and destroys a helicopter. There's like a and fucking Eric is screaming at her to fucking stop. She <laughs> destroys one helicopter and then she goes to destroy like, the why? other helicopter and she's lifting it up and Magneto is also using his powers and they have like a face off at their powers they and like it's really it's so, stupid. This is so it's stupid. It's like them holding their arms up in the air and like Jean's like doing stuff and Magneto's just screaming and I was like, what is happening? Okay, this this is, there was one, you're right, this is dumb as shit. <laughs> However, there is, there, well, there is one bit of it that I actually thought was cool is that like Jean is trying to like just like yeet the helicopter yeah, in the yeah. distance. Yep. Eric 
is trying to keep it on the ground. Yeah. And he's telling the military guys, like, get in the fucking copter. Yeah. I cannot do this <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. But also, like, he's, like, visibly yeah. straining. Yeah. He's, like, he's Dragon Ball Zing it up. He's just, like, Rrr! like, and he and is, gen- and is losing. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like, you can see that the, el- that the helicopter is slowly getting higher. So he cannot keep this up forever. And then you look at Jade and she's just like, I can do this all day. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that is that is fun. Like, I really appreciated that Eric, one of the most powerful do it. on yeah. the planet, is like yes. desperately struggling to keep this in place. And Gene is just like, I don't yes. fucking care. And, and, and Fassbender is bringing well, he's it always in bringing that performance. It. I th- yes. I know, but I just mean, you can really tell he's straining. The problem is that instead of this being some cool like girl power moment or even a cool moment at all, it's like, why is Jean doing this in the first place? Well, why is she like, even bothering? Why does yeah. she care so much about doing this? That's the problem with this movie. We don't understand her motives at all. Other than she's so angry, guys. She's so she's so angry. She's so traumatized from Charles Xavier. Okay, but even that I would understand. Okay, so more okay. than this. I was gonna save this for my rating at the end of the episode, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it right fucking now. The thing that works about the Phoenix in the comic books is that it is like one of the most powerful forces in the universe. And mm-hmm. it has always inhabited Gene because Gene can channel it. It's obviously yep. channeled itself into other people like Echo or the Cuckoos or when they had the Phoenix Five. But even in a lot of those mm-hmm. cases, mm-hmm. they've had to the Phoenix Force has had to split up between people because it's like too powerful for one person. Gene's yep. relationship with the Phoenix is different because not only is she powerful enough to contain it, but the Phoenix itself is really interested in all the human aspects of Gene Gray and like human emotion and like that is the reason why she does have the shit she's doing i mean before they decided that it was no longer a feminism piece and they're like it wasn't gene it was some other crazy ghost thing from space (laughs) but like but the phoenix force goes inside of gene is like it 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 feels everything so intensely and at one point in this movie sophie turner says i feel like everything's just turned up which is like how gene Mm -hmm. feels about her emotions because the phoenix is like what's love it feels so good but then then experiences hate and is like Oh man, I'm so angry. We should fucking kill a guy. Like, you know, like that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like all this raw emotion and power, like that, like a child would experience, but like as an adult instead. And it's that mm-hmm. relationship with the Phoenix Force that explains why she would do any of this shit that is not in this movie. They're just like yeah. fucking Simon Kinberg was like, she has trauma from when she was a child and like forgot about it because Xavier erased her brain. And now she's mad and she's going to kill everybody on the planet for that. Yeah. But like randomly, like just killing people randomly. Like- I mean, like I, it's just the, just not having the Phoenix Force even be its own character was a huge mishap on this movie. Like it needed to yeah. have its own agency in addition to Gene. And it's it's maybe like the one unfavorable comparison this movie has to X3. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think in terms of Dark Phoenix stories, this movie is actually better, which, I wow, know. that's saying a lot. I was thinking about that, too. This movie is actually better than th- at least three it's other X-Men films. So, like, X3. I wasn't expecting, I was going to be like, it's the worst one. I'm like, there's already three other movies in the Fox universe that I yeah, think are worse than this movie. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst one. It's definitely not the worst one. But at least at least in X3, right, like, when Jean decides she's just going to destroy stuff, it's because she chooses things that have hurt her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because in that it's not like the phoenix isn't a cosmic entity it's like a uh it's like an altar for her right like a like a mpd altar just a secondary personality that was repressed by xavier yeah in his infinite wisdom yeah although right? they don't ever fully explain it 
which I think is better. It's a better choice when you have less time to just kind of not fully explain what the situation is and just be like, is that what it is? Probably. And then you kind of let it go. Yeah. So she takes it out on all the people she thinks she's hurt her mm-hmm. or fucked Wolverine that one time. Yep. <laughs> Great. Love it. But on the other hand, it also that contributes in X3 to her just being like, I'm just kind of here. Yep. Right. And it's why she's basically like a little Barbie doll that Magneto carols around, for, which that part sucks. Yes. So I do like in this movie that Jean is an actual character and not like furniture. Oh, I agree. Although from this point on, she increasingly isn't one and is just a tool again that is just sort of like constantly exploding. Yeah. Okay, I, hold on, hold on. If it was actually the Phoenix Saga as told by the comic books with the Hellfire Club, it would have made more sense. But mm-hmm. like they don't really explain too much of the Dabari's motives other than like the phoenix course killed our planet and the remaining eight of us are going to take over the phoenix course on this planet because for some reason jessica chastain thinks she can contain it and then we're going to kill everyone here and have all eight of us live on this planet yes i was like what is this fucking motive it makes no fucking sense also like why do they need to kill all humans to live on this planet can't they just hang out honestly pulling the hellfire club out of this fucking script that they had was the stupidest mistake they've made like i just i don't it just doesn't make sense because it's clearly supposed to be them from this point forward. But like, is it clear? I feel like it's not clearly supposed to be anything. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just, sure. It's just garbage at this point. Like, we can tell maybe what it was supposed to be because we've read the comics. But you know what? That's a that's a fair point. But if you just saw this movie, you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly. Anyway, coming back to this, Magneto's like, Gene, you need to go. And Gene's like, I thought you protected mutants here. And he goes, yeah, from you. Get the fuck out. <laughs> He's like, you're causing a lot of problems, so bye. And she flies away in a huff. Then this is what you guys were talking about, where like they're Xavier's watching this news broadcast that they're mm-hmm. like, the Jean Grey incident has sparked the government to start holding mutants in cells if their powers are deemed too dangerous. Put all the mutants in cells. And I was like, this is what you guys were commenting to me in Slack, where it was <laughs> it's like just funny that it's instant. In like two seconds, the entire world's like, we're no longer allies. Literally the previous day the previous day got people who were like i've got mystique action figures i love mutants they're such cool superheroes i'm blue facing because i'm an ally literally (laughs) the only thing she has done is flip four police cars that's it that's it and then the next day the president's like to the concentration camps with you (laughs) it's crazy especially because we just saw x-men apocalypse which was a movie that ended with mutants killing a billion people right and then after that we're supposed to believe the x-men became the avengers but only for about a day and then the president was like hold on that was crazy guys i mean it was probably longer than that because 10 years (laughs) went by it's so weird, Ryan. Like, it's so what weird. Does, it doesn't matter because like, Xavier goes to call the president and yeah. some guy goes, the president doesn't talk to mutants anymore. And I was yes. like, oh. it's actually kind of funny. I, I'm sorry. Like, this isn't a good movie, but Xavier's I love, like, I don't have a personal line anymore. <laughs> I love the depictions of Xavier being like, um, I need to talk to the president, though, because this is like important. And they're like, dude, you're crazy. And we're not going to fucking talk to you anymore. Like, the president's new press secretary, uh, Dr. Yui Sasaki. <laughs> you can't Throw, talk. Picking up the phone. She's like, yeah, well, she picks it up. She's like, there's nothing wrong here. Please never call me again. There's Lose nothing the number. Wrong. Please never call the president <laughs> yes. again. Yeah. 
Okay, so there's like a moment where Xavier remembers telling Jean as a child that he could fix her brain, but then it skips. It doesn't matter. I don't know why that was put there. They could have cut that. There's a yeah. There's this flashback that they've shown us a couple times of Jean as a little kid. Yeah. Then they get, but then they go to a bar, and I really thought Logan was going to be there. I did not remember this scene, and I was like, wait. (laughs) Is Logan going to show up because it looks like he should? But then some (laughs) other dude who looks kind of like Ian McKellen is sitting there and he's like, give me another whiskey. And then (laughs) Jessica Chastain walks over and she's like, how's it going, Gene? And then the camera spins around and the man's (laughs) actually Gene, like in disguise. (laughs) And I was like, as like an old man ordering a million whiskeys. And, And from this point forward, Jessica Chastain's character clearly is Emma Frost. Yeah, and like they must have pulled a lot of Emma's dialogue from whatever script. I okay, we really got to bring back screenplay reading on our YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages. Yeah, because I want to read some of these. I wish I wish they had released all these, but I don't think they have. Yeah, where can we find this original script? Because I feel I like don't know. it Simon was Simon Kinberg. We need his personal email. I know we've made fun of him a lot. So why I was going to say, like, can you us? imagine us hitting up Simon Kinberg and he's like, I, I fucking say, hate you guys. I'm like, guys, you might you might want to buy that through a third party. <laughs> Yeah, so Simon, Simon, we're so sorry about what we've said. Please, please give us the script so we can make fun of you some more. Yeah, so can you send us that screenplay now? Honestly, I'm going to guess that the the script with Emma in it is a better script because some of these scenes between Jessica Chastain and and, uh, Sophie Turner are pretty good. I mean, that's why this movie is so confusing to watch emotionally because you can kind of like see the shadows of where a good movie once existed, but like the actual silhouettes of it are gone <laughs> like in the same way that if somebody like burns to death against right, the wall you can kind of see the imprint oh my wall, god but they're still yes. dead yeah that's it's exactly like the that. fucking bacteria monsters from the back rooms got this film and turned them all into bacteria dust that's what happened okay mm-hmm. wait hold on are we gonna have to like do what we did with x-men apocalypse and do a whole rewrite Post it up on YouTube. Be like, this is how the Dark Phoenix movie could have worked. I mean, maybe. maybe. I dare you to do that. I dare you to do that and then just upload like Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 footage. <laughs> Going Phoenix mode. And nothing else. Listen, just do that. The best part Stop! about that game was if you if you did it right and like you died and then turned into the Phoenix and could just obliterate the other player. So mm-hmm. much fun. That was amazing. It was cool. So, so should I read Jessica Chastain's monologue here? I mean, you should because all I wrote was like one line from it, and I was like, I don't remember what else she said. Okay, my my next note is literally, why are the aliens even here? So I'm feeling like <laughs> there was a lot of this movie that I just glossed right over. Uh, Todd, we have said that repeatedly. Where Maddie and I have been like, why are the aliens here? What's <laughs> happening? Like- so at this point, Gene is has been abandoned by everyone and Jessica Chastain is like has she I mean that's a fair question because she didn't abandon the X-Men I don't know what their plan was when they took her home well Hank wants to kill her though Scott doesn't Scott doesn't Scott's she didn't kill a lot of people she hasn't though she she legitimately hasn't killed a bunch of people she killed Mystique which sucks and she's grieving. I don't about know. That. I think Mystique in this and, universe should like, be dead. However many cops were in those four cop cars. But like she didn't actually kill anybody at Magneto's 2.0 Coachella. That's true. She didn't. She attacked some people. She ruined a helicopter, but she didn't kill anybody. She was trying to get people to leave her alone, which I don't know why she's going to places where people are if she wants to. I know, that. like go away from Which there. now that I say it that way, it really makes this like ridiculous nihilistic guilt trip she's on seem a little crazy this movie is a little crazy (laughs) it is it is especially again compared to the events of x-men apocalypse but 
I've, I brought that up too many times. So Jessica Chastain. She's like, Xavier I mean, hates you. This is tough because, again, this is sort of a, a proto-feminist thing that doesn't quite land because she's like, you're afraid of this power because you think it makes you bad, evil. All the words you've been taught to keep you in line. Words created a very long time ago by men with very little minds. They can't begin to comprehend what you are. Even your X-Men. And words are just made up. Yeah, words are made up. If you think about it, all words are made up. And uh, <laughs> I don't even speak English. I'm speaking an alien language right now. I don't know. It feels like a line Emma would have, but because it's a line said by this random alien woman that we don't know or care about, it's kind of like, what are you talking about? Words made up by men? What? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's, a, it's really weird to have a fucking alien that has no gender show up and talk about feminism. And you're yeah, like, Yeah, it's, it's very weird. It's very, very weird. <laughs> She's just like, I really want to talk to you woman to woman, even though I'm actually a genderless being made mostly of rock. Who killed a woman as soon as I got here and will die by the end of this film. Exactly. It's just like, you want to know how I actualized myself as a woman? I killed an eight one. You could do that too, Gene. This is not a feminist empowerment story. A lot of women have already died and more are going to. Yeah. Talk about glass ceiling. The only way to get ahead in life is to kill another successful woman and then become her. To wear her skin like a coat. 100%. That's feminism, Oh my God. Anyway, you want to keep reading this monologue? Oh, that's the end of it. It's not that long. Wait, what about that part where she says, are you a scared little girl who answers to a man and share? Are you the most powerful creature on the planet? That's the the first line. That's the very beginning of the monologue. I skipped over that part. Okay. Well, I like that because I was like, yeah, why are you answering to Xavier? But anyway, yeah. how does she even have that information? I don't even know. Like, It's a great question. Why <laughs> does she have that information? Well, okay. The reason that she like twists Jean's dad like a pretzel is because she was interrogating him. Right. That's true. And so she got it from the, the dad, dad, I guess. The dad does know about it. And Xavier. the dad was like, oh. you know, here's Xavier's school that I sent Jean That's to right. because I was afraid of her. Okay. So she probably learned that much from the dad yeah. before she folded him into a Rubik's cube and threw him in the backyard. And she's also like, okay, so gender is a thing here on Earth and people have a lot of feelings about it. So I'm going to use sexism in order to get my way. I don't I don't fucking understand what's happening. It's not good. That's I why. I, again. Okay. So actually my note, why are the aliens even here seems relevant even though it probably wasn't about this scene. So then there's this scene where Xavier's sleeping on a couch, and I don't know he, why I think he's, he's sleeping I on think a he's couch. drunk. I think he's passed out drunk. Oh, wow. I mean, did we already have the we discussion? We did, last week, yeah. He lives yeah. at a school, and there's out everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, can we talk about Charles Xavier's drinking problem? This is like an interesting side plot where Charles Xavier is passed out drunk on a couch, and like Scott comes in and is like, hey, wake up, Hank is missing? This is sad, though, because like I really dug sad. how fucking Scott and Gene were in this movie with each Me other too. and this is the last time Scott's gonna like do anything for the rest of the film and I'm like okay I don't like Cyclops but I think it's important for to him be to be movie. like he, he needed needs to be to a be bigger part of Gene's fucking story I, I agree I agree and like why is Magneto such a big part of it and Hank and Mystique it's so random yeah in this version the, the love interest seems to still be Charles Xavier so 
price. Plus, like this version of Cyclops is actually kind of okay. Yeah, I think their chemistry is perfect. Right? Like he's like, I I love my giant Amazon. Dumb <laughs> I mean, James Marston did that too. I feel yes, like they've nailed Cyclops. They just Marston have not given incredible. him anything to do. I, I mean, they know. literally fucking killed yeah. him in X Men Three. At least they didn't do that here. I know. So dumb. So. so dumb. They almost do, but they just get it to it at the very end, where Jean almost kills Scott by accident. Right. But anyway, we'll get to that. But first, we go to Genosha again, and this is after <laughs> Scott's like, "Where's Hank?" And then it cuts to the Blackbird landing in Genosha, and Magneto's like, uh, "Where's the rest of the X Men?" And Hank's like, "I'm not here with them. I'm here to see you." I, I do have a note about this scene. What? No, Charles. That bitch knows what he did. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Magneto was like. I felt like Magneto saw the Blackbird learn. He's like, oh, fucking Charles. And, and then, then it was Hank. Exactly. And he was like a little disappointed. He was he was genuinely surprised that Charles isn't yep. there. And so he's just like, what? No Charles? And Hank's just like, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. At, yeah. Later at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm still in love with Charles. I was like, okay. I know. Magneto, you can do better. But it's also so Magneto. Anyway. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> Hank's like, I need your help to find Gene. And Magneto's like, I don't fucking want to do that. Why do you need my help? And Hank's like, because Gene killed Mystique. In which we get like... A 15 second scene of Michael Fassbender giving like 200 like percent. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I mean, like this man I can know. fucking act his ass off because he's been given like 12 terrible movies and he just keeps on like killing it. He really, he really gave his all. But in my head, I'm just like, she was so hot when she trapped me in that phone booth and threatened me with a plastic spoon. <laughs> I'm never going to meet a woman like that again. Magneto seems like he would be into that. I don't he know. He was okay, into Maggie, it. I, I cannot even... He was that into happened, it. That happened, Ryan. I know you black out about all these movies after well, you watch I, them. I, I, I can't out. blame okay, you, but Legitimately, I feel like... Okay, even in the comic books, Magneto has never struck me as straight, even though he has I a know, couple of female love interests that you don't either. remember. You know he's got kids, but I it's know, like but the only thing you remember it? is like him and Charles. You do I not know. remember. Magneto is gay. Honestly, right? he's so gay in this movie too. Like he's so gay. Honestly, I always read. I always read Magneto as ace. That works too. I, regardless, I like, read him as I, in love you know, with Charles. Well, like, right, same. He's he's not a romantic. I'll say that much. It's like one of those. <laughs> we our bond goes beyond traditional definitions of love. Yeah, and traditional definitions of hate. <laughs> and hate, yeah, for that love, matter. hate, emotion. It is, it is a brotherhood that uh, that transcends our understanding of boundaries of relationships. And I'm just like, well, your relationship definitely has some boundary problems. <laughs> like Todd, you're, you're kind of killing what I was going to say. Where Magneto, if you date him, it's a, just lots of lawn poetic monologues at all times mm-hmm. and it's like can you just tell me what you're thinking <laughs> thank you for the image of Foss better like just getting his dick sucked and going this this bond we share <laughs> literally just someone slurping away <laughs> on Jesus his magnet cock and he's just delivering this terrifying <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like God. monologuing okay. as he like gets off. Or right, anyway, anyway, after he's done crying, the mutant ages. Everybody, you know, is like I'm gonna fucking kill Gene for killing Mystique. And Hank's and like, I know. I know. So like, <laughs> That's okay. the only reason Hank came here. Which okay, I- guys, hold on, my notes. I, I'm trying. Like, when did Emma show up for this movie? Because I'm just writing her as Emma in my notes. Apparently, well, because now they've arrived at the townhouse in downtown Manhattan. That, that looks is like Hellfire, Hellfire Club. Club. <laughs> I go, Emma takes Gene to the Hellfire Club. And there's a bunch of Dabari standing around, and it's all the Hellfire Club. Which Gene's like, they're not afraid of me. And Jessica Chastain's like, the only person afraid of you, your power is you. you. <laughs> Get it? 
And then she takes Jean upstairs to show her a PowerPoint. Sorry, Ryan. I love that like Ali Wong style delivery <laughs> you had going on. It's just, the only person afraid of your power is you. Is just you. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like her universe room where she uses her like yeah. powers. She's like, I can show you images of the universe. Why Welcome to it? that guy's planetarium from Final Fantasy VII. Well, I think I it would have made sense. to go upstairs to a different room for this. Like they get to the room and Jean is like, why are we in a random bedroom? And she's like, oh, because this is where the PowerPoint stuff is. This is where we're going to fuck right here. (laughs) I wish. This is where we're logged into the Zoom call. <laughs> so she like shows her the cosmos and it's like not good special effects. So was honestly. this supposed okay, I'm sure in the original script it was either like Mastermind or Emma yeah, just being like, yeah, I'm gonna use my powers to show you. Yeah, to be right? like, here's what the Phoenix Force is. Yeah. Um, not that they call it that, but but basically Jessica Chastain, I refuse to call her Vuk. That isn't her character. I don't fucking care. So she's like, that's a stupid I mean, name. Stupid. If Ryan is tripling down on her being Emma, which we all know was probably what was going to yeah. happen. You might as well just call her Emma. She is Emma. Emma who mysteriously is a genderless rock lady <laughs> if you poke her. Yeah. Diamonds are rocks? Yeah. That's diamonds true. Diamonds are rocks. So she is That's a rock true. and diamonds have no diamonds gender. Diamonds rocks and gender is fake. So, so it's Emma. Oh my anyway, God. so she is like, what entered you in space was not a solar flare and it was not an accident. It was drawn to you. And Jean's like, what What was it? And Emma's like, a pure and unimaginably feminism. powerful cosmic force called feminism. <laughs> We saw it enter you in space. We were there, Jean, following that force. And Jean's like, why? And and Emma's like, it's the spark that gave life to the universe and the flame that consumed my world. I mean, this is the part where I'm like, she's kind of like Lalandra here. Like, she's like, okay, so I'm an alien. I'm from space. I know all about the Phoenix Force. Yeah, but Lalandra was also in that script. That script must have been crazy. There was like 20,000 characters in it. But also he was like, it's going to be three movies, which that would have made more sense, honestly. It would have helped. It would have helped. Well, which movie are we in now? I think the Two? second one. I think I think the second one. <laughs> it's like I think we're in the second movie. First movie point. would have to be Jean Grey is the Phoenix, and she gets inhabited by the Phoenix, fucks a bunch of shit up, re like reincarnates as a Phoenix after she dies. Blah blah blah, and like can't control her powers, and eventually goes to space. Movie two would be her coming back. And like the Hellfire Club and them trying to manipulate her and she becomes whatever the fuck she is. The dark That's the whole Dark Phoenix saga. And then movie three would be the trial of Jean Grey with Alandra and the Shi'ar. Yeah. That's how it would go. If it were me, I would actually end the first movie with her accidentally killing Mystique and running away. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense because then she that's that is the story. Like she's gone. We don't know what to do. A major character died right at the end of the film. Cliffhanger. Credits. <laughs> then we bring in the next yeah. one. I don't but they know. Don't, they have to try to cram all that into one movie, and so they have just this one sort of alien meets Hellfire Club mistress character in Jessica Chastain, who's sort of every character that knows what the Phoenix Force already is and is trying to manipulate Jane at the same time. I have a question. In the screenplay, I mean, obviously the one that you're reading that's transcribed, it just says Vuk. Yeah. But Jessica Chastain said she didn't know her character's name until she saw the movie. So what the fuck did it say in her script? I don't know, because also they were originally scrolls. Well, did you, did which it just say also her name? doesn't like, make Jessica sense. Jessica Chastain says this. Like, <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> that would actually be incredible. <laughs> I want to see... I want to see you copy of that script even more now where it just says Jessica Chastain brackets VO feminism came from space <laughs> and it destroyed everything it ever came into contact with. I feel I feel like I, I know the answer, though. It probably just said leader or something stupid. Probably. Yeah. Or like alien leader. Yeah. And that's like all they could come alien up with. Alien leader. Anyway, it yeah. may have said Emma Frost. We genuinely don't know. It might have said Emma. Yeah. 
because that would make as much sense as anything else. So so she's giving uh, Jean a pep talk and she's like, you're stronger than you know. You're special, Jean. You could use this power to harness whole worlds and become a fucking god and the greatest force in the galaxy and like more important than every other thing and like, you know, terraform planets and shit. That is basically what she's suggesting that Jean do is like become this otherworldly intergalactic being. Uh, I mean, this is all a manipulation, but it is something that Jean could do with this power. Yeah. Is leave all this behind and float around in space and be a god, which I guess is how the movie ends, by the way. Spoilers. So then we go to another scene, unless you two have thoughts on this. My next note is the intercutting of Eric. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next scene. Putting on the bucket hat and Charles taking off the cerebro hat. Hats on hats on hats. Well, I mean, like, there's like that that moment of Magneto and Hank. They're like mourning about Mystique. They're like, listen, Mystique was our one true love. Yeah. And they're like, we both loved her and we're both straight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate this. Where the fuck is Destiny? <laughs> Fucking put her in the next, put her in the MCU. Oh, oh my God. And then Celine Locke it's, walks it's just over. It's funny that both Hank and Eric don't seem no, straight. No, I know. I feel, like, I feel we're like, so I was sad. like, they kind of seem gay in this this one scene and maybe they're gonna make out because they're mourning but maybe that's just my fucked up brain i don't know, I don't know. but then celine lock walks over and she's like <laughs> celine lock and she's like gene was spotted in new york and magneto and hank get up like terminator style and they're like kill kill <laughs> kill and i was <laughs> like <laughs> that's when it cuts to what todd's talking about with like magneto dramatically pulling out the helmet i thought okay like the scenes are stupid but the intercut of eric putting on the helmet and charles taking off the cerebro helmet was actually kind of Cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah, it's fun. Fun idea. Yeah. yeah. Visually, it was neat. I mean, the helmets are great. They're very good visual design. I mean, it's from the comics. It's, it's yeah. classic. It's very familiar. Yeah, but it, it's like the first time we've really seen the cut like that in the movies. Although I will say yeah. it's really hilarious to watch Michael Fassbender walk around like in a full suit, but also with the Magneto helmet on. I was like, I know, it's this really is a funny. look. This is like a gay club look. He looks great. He looks like yeah. a fucking hard gritty reboot of X-Men where like all the characters aren't wearing super suits. I know. But they're still wearing like one distinctive feature, which in his case is the helmet um, but it's because he wants to protect himself from Jean's psychic powers except it's not going to do shit against the phoenix well also from anybody's powers especially xavier's but then there's like this moment where xavier is like rolling around the mansion and storm and kurt walk in and i'm like i maddie <laughs> okay, this maddie i literally was like this i forgot scene. storm and nightcrawler were in we're this movie yeah. i know right which is terrible is it because they're not in the film I, I, they're basically not in the film it's fucking stupid also in this scene xavier turns to storm and he's like hey i want you to not be in the rest of the movie anymore no, he really does. He's like, xavier's like, like literally he's like listen literally. we're all gonna go but storm you need to stay behind and there's no justification for it i know like he's just like straight up he's like i don't know i don't want you to die but like, yeah, and then fucking Scott's <laughs> like, listen, we're not going to kick the only black character out of the movie. She already has no lines. Can she come please fight? Because she actually has powers. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like, unlike the rest of us who have kind of useless powers, <laughs> she can, like, cause a fucking lightning bolt to hit all these aliens <laughs> or whatever. So maybe we should bring her to this. I don't know. Yeah. And Xavier's like, God, no one listens to me. I, I don't see why not. <laughs> well, like drinking heavily. And, and Scott is just like, Jesus Christ. This explains this note that I have, which is just, quote, we need you. I need you. Yeah, someone's drink might need some ice. 
dick. <laughs> oh my god, amazing, amazing. This is the scene I was talking about where Xavier shows Kurt and Kurt's brain where Magneto and Hank are. Yes. And Kurt's like, oh, I can teleport there. I'm like, that is not how those powers work. How far can he go? Um, It was stated somewhere, but I, I can't give you the exact measurement. That's just it. Like some teleporters are like Lila Cheney, where like I can go anywhere because I have to go through a thing that's like out in the middle of a different galaxy a bajillion miles from here. Okay, apparently the answer is two miles for Kurt. Okay, then so no, he no, definitely he can't fucking do yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoopsie daisy. Anyway, he's suddenly able to go way further than that. You know what's funny is that like we love Nightcrawler. He's a great character. He's, he's fun great. to watch him crawl around the walls, use his tail and like fucking bamf around. But like of all the teleporters in the X-Men, he is probably the weakest because yeah, he's, like Blink, he's pretty weak. Lila Cheney, Pixie, they uh fucking magic, they can Yeah, they can go really fucking yeah. far. And he's like two miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyway, in this movie he can go twenty five miles. Okay, well, so they whatever. go there and Charles is like, Hello, old friend. <laughs> and Eric says, save the old friend shit, Charles. I know, Eric is basically just like, get fucked. I like that line. It's fun. <laughs> he doesn't say get fucked because then Cyclops is like, I'll fucking kill him if he touches Gene. I was like, why is he swearing? Like, what is... I've tried to read my fucking like, notes and I don't have anybody's real names written down at this point. I'm like, Celine Locke, Dixie Con, fucking Emma Chastain, like... I can't even tell who's who anymore. I'm astounded that they gave the one F bomb in the PG 13 movie <laughs> to, to Scott. I know. It's really funny. <laughs> okay, wait. Who, can't, who could not kill Magneto even if he wants to? I know. He might be able to knock his it's helmet a little really, bit, but Scott really has never really been able to hit anything with his eyes. Especially because this, this Scott is, is basically a tiny baby. He is He's a little like, is. Go, If you kill my wife, I'll kill you. Oh I'll my god, fucking you. orphan maker's back. You <laughs> <laughs> leave her alone. Okay, wait, hold on. There is that great line where Xavier says he I don't know remember why Xavier says he's sorry, but Magneto goes, You're always sorry, and there's always a speech, but nobody cares. Yes. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I know that's literally what he says. I'm looking at the script right now, and like, it's such a good oh, line. I love you, Magneto. Never change. I love change. Magneto. He doesn't need to be in this film. No, he but doesn't. But then Beast great. is like, I'm going to go play Frogger in traffic. So he's just like <laughs> jumping around. Jesus <laughs> Christ. This scene is so <laughs> stupid. They're like trying to cross the street to get to the building Jean's in. And like it takes them like an hour. It really does. And it's also yeah. impossible to follow. I had to rewind multiple times to see. Say, okay, here. There's I will- like a moment where like Scott shines his light into like a mirror to like bounce it off to like hit somebody. <laughs> Did you guys see that part? It was crazy. <laughs> he, he actually, okay, one, it, I'm sure I don't really remember that. I'm sure it looked really dumb because it was it, in this movie. It, something like, that's happens. the thing Scott actually does in the comic book yeah. a lot, right? Well, but it's like Xavier like uses his mind to like tell Scott where to point his laser and he points it at like a side view mirror on a car and then it like bounces off six things like a fucking pool game. I don't like, dude, it's a guy. There, I don't this know. shit is happening. There's a whole part where like, Fucking Xavier and not Psylocke are using their telepathy to like pull Kurt back and forth, and he's just stuck bamfing between yeah, them. That part's stupid, and Storm is completely incapacitated by Dixie Kong, which I was so annoyed <laughs> by. Like, Storm like lands on the scene, and immediately Dixie Kong is like, I'm gonna strangle you, bitch. I also appreciate that she, like, later on, she starts throwing ice and lightning around yep. on top of a double decker tour bus. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why there is everybody there. suddenly putting all of these civilians in danger yes. 
to cross a road. There's so many <laughs> civilians in this scene. They are all the screaming. Street. They are running around. There are people fucking dying. I don't know what is going on here. I was and like, then Eric. Eric gets bored and is like, I gotta okay. catch a train. Wink, wink. <laughs> yanks a subway train out of the out ground. Of the oh ground. my and god. Like, why is this here? I don't know why he does that. He like storms into the Hellfire Club. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I screamed out. Okay, listen, if you listeners go to our Patreon and listen to Katie Maddie Knight's first reactions to this movie, Ka- Katie and I are like, why is there a train that he rips? Why does he do that? Because he, you're like, maybe he's blocking the doorway. Into no, the Hellfire no. Club, but there's a hole in the wall, so it doesn't matter. Who would he be blocking it from? Kurt could teleport past it, and Storm can fly over it. <laughs> Xavier can't walk, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, but he's the one that gets in yeah, there. Xavier's I, the one who gets in because Xavier's like Kurt, teleport me in, so Xavier gets in. It's like, oh what is my the God. point of I any of this? I don't know why this subway. Why did, there's people on the subway? By the way, yeah, like, like he rips it out. So many people are, are dying, and they're like, guys, why do people hate mutants? <laughs> <laughs> This is the oh opening to X-Men the animated series again where you see the Brotherhood fit, like running at the X-Men and a yes. bunch of people running in the screen between them, which is hilarious to yes. me still. It's like the X-Men and the Brotherhood are both trying to get to Gene <laughs> and like humans are dying just like off yeah. screen in the background, like screaming. And it's like, why is this scene even happening? Why did he rip a train out of the fucking subway and put it in the fucking entrance of this place? I don't know. It makes it's no tr- sense. It's truly not worth recapping this fight. I thought they were going to do something they did it but they don't it's they just don't. fucking there for no reason no and it's like not the end of trains in this movie either no it okay, is anyway i really thought this was the last time there was a train in this movie because i remembered a train fight so i was like oh here's the train nope nope there's a second train later <laughs> oh my god there's a second fucking train later betty forgot about that whole scene she's like i, I did, thought the movie ended here and i was like no you have to watch another nope. 30 minutes it should shouldn't it it should end here Anyway, yeah. It doesn't. Anyway, okay. So, so Kurt teleports Charles inside. Also, Magneto gets inside because of the train. Magneto's already there because Magneto's having this whole scene where Gene's like, "You cast me out, and now you've come to kill me." And Magneto's like, "That's right." And Magneto <laughs> rips apart the metal banister to stab her in the face. But then he's like, "I don't have the heart to kill you." And Gene's like, "Well, you're just a little bitch, so I'm gonna kill you." And I was like, "Damn." Yeah. And she she starts crushing the helmet. His helmet. Yeah. With his head in it. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. Intense. <laughs> I, know. I know. By the way, fucking Emma Frost is just standing there smiling, which is yeah. really funny. It is funny. It's also like, I don't know, it's like a video game battle where like Emma and Jean are at the top of the stairs and like people are trying to get across the street and then up I the stairs. This. And it's like, why is this so hard? This fucking Donkey Kong shit. Like Jean's yeah, sitting there it's throwing, like she's like barrels throwing barrels down the stairs. <laughs> and it's like, why is it so hard to get 20 feet? Like I get why, but also I don't get why. And it's really fucking dumb to watch. Yeah, well, instead she doesn't kill him. He just, she turns the helmet into like little bindings that throw him out into the street somehow. Yeah. So he's gone. And again, an effortless on her part. She's just like, ah, leave. And gestures. And just like, boom. Well, that's great. I mean, the Phoenix stuff is good. Yeah. I mean, that's it's too bad that the movie's stakes are so incredibly stupid because watching Gene (laughs) be a badass and use the Phoenix powers is so fun. I mean, this is the issue with X3 as well, because it's like I remember thinking Gene's powers were cool in that, too. But then the movie itself around those powers is fucking stupid. I don't know. I struggle so much with these movies, guys. I do, too. I'm like, I'm ready for something refreshing. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that, like, we do have to watch Logan still. But there's fun parts in Logan. We're, we'll have a good time. Well, I mean, we'll enjoy X-23, but Deadpool's one, 1 and 2, 
I actually kind of fucking love those movies. Yeah, they're funny. They're funny and stupid and they have silly parts also, but like they're so different from this that that's nice, you know? Okay, but which is sad because the Deadpool movies are probably more canon to the comic books than all 12 other X-Men films. Why is that sad? (laughs) That's like normal. That makes sense. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds was like, I read a fucking comic book. Can you put it in here? Like, I don't know. Like, Can you use storytelling? (laughs) You're like, yeah, those are probably closest in canon to the comic books of all the stuff in my head. I'm just like, yes, I can definitely see Juggernaut threatening to turn Colossus into a cock ring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he might, though. That would make it past the comics code. Juggernaut's definitely gay. Okay, so then we get this this interaction between Gene and Xavier that's fun because, again... Uh, Gene plays Quop with Xavier. Yes! Oh, my God. But I love this scene, though. It's fun. I got to admit, it's fun. Is it kind of problematic from a disability standpoint? Yeah, that's where I was. I'm like, this is a really fun scene. But this is also super uncomfortable. Sure. But Xavier, one, probably a liar. And two, he's a horrible, horrible person. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, this whole conversation, he's she's like, you don't know who I am. He's like, I raised you since you were a little girl. I think you do. And Jessica Chastain's all like, she's not your little girl anymore. And Xavier's like, wait, what the fuck are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun because he tries to read her mind and he's like, wait, you're an alien rock lady? What the fuck is going on here? I mean, like, I think if it was Emma Frost, you just wouldn't be able to get into her brain, probably. And right. he'd be like, why yeah, can't I read? Yeah, she'd be diamond. And he'd be like, wait, what? Fuck. Yeah, he's like, what's happening? And then- Gene makes him walk up the stairs, is what it is. Xavier's like, Gene, you're capable of doing anything you want. And Gene's like, well, you fucking tortured me, so show me how to walk. And Xavier's like, you know I can't. And Gene's like, she like lifts him up and then forces his body to move. And it seems painful for him. That's what I can't tell, right? Like- because like why is it painful for him i can't tell if like she's well she's clearly moving him but i can't tell if it's like she's forcing him telepathically to move when he really can't and his body is like enjoy blinding searing pain in the process or if like she's just telekinetically moving him like a puppet it could be both and it could be both that hurts but i do think it's clear that he's suffering i mean i don't think he has sensation so i don't know that it would be blinding searing pain because he doesn't he he doesn't experience sensation due to paralysis so like i think the pain that he's experiencing is her inflicting pain on his Maybe. brain as she's yeah. doing this or yeah. that's how he's I read it, is that she's torturing suffering. him yeah yeah is that she's just torturing him physically in the process of this. I th- I, th- I still think it's a cool scene just because Xavier's a piece of shit, but yeah, I exactly. don't and think I'm it's like, cool. He, like, he treated Gene so poorly that I'm like, yeah, sure, dance him around like a puppet. That's yeah, fine. Like, I know. I don't know. Okay, I don't know well, why okay, you're doing but this, like, but... Hold on. Two <laughs> seconds later, Xavier's like, go into my brain and remember the good things. And Gene <sighs> sees all the things that he's done that's nice. And she like comes out. She's like, you know what? You are my dad. Thanks, I Xavier. It. I love you. And Jessica Chastain's like, wait, um, what is this? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Emma looks at this reunion and goes, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and Je- Jean's just like, take this from me. And fucking Emma Chastain is like, I traveled the stars for a gift you don't want, so I'll take it from you. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, this is, I don't what's happening here like she's trying to take the phoenix force from gene but like how wait i the I phoenix force only sense. works inside of gene doesn't work inside of this bitch don't know how it's transferring well, but that's that's what the movie's about yeah, the movie like agrees with you like jessica yeah. emma chastain i gotta fucking do it now yeah, emma, chastain. Like, <laughs> emma chastain starts taking the power but there's a very it's obvious, killing her. like it's killing her right like yeah. yeah this is not like she can contain some and it doesn't 
She doesn't get all the way through. Yeah, right. she doesn't because Scott shoots her before she can, <laughs> can finish it. Which it's, is really funny, by the way, that Scott shoots her. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Scott, Scott is the only person in this entire movie that's any good at Frogger. <laughs> yeah, I know, apparently. He just crosses the street, sees a woman near Jean, and insta-shoots insta her, <laughs> not knowing what's going on. Uh, she goes through the wall into the <laughs> fucking alley. Don't touch my dom. <laughs> it's so funny that he does that. Like, yes, it's the right thing to do. Okay, but if, but if it was no Emma Frost, though, he'd be like, wait, she was kind of hot, though. Wait, yeah, what? Know. I know. I know. Oh my god. Shout, shout out to Scott being the only straight guy we've ever met who would not be distracted by lesbians. Yes, yeah. it's true. Everyone else is like, oh my god, two girls together is actually kind of hot. He's just like, don't touch my woman. Boom. <laughs> then the fucking military show up and they have the fucking power Again. dampening collars all of a sudden. Yeah, because they had them in storage and, and ten minutes <laughs> ten minutes after G. I mean they, didn't, they didn't use them in previous movies, right? Like yeah, I they don't did. think we've seen them before. Yeah, they did. They did. When? They were in Apocalypse. And they're also in Deadpool 2. How could you forget Deadpool 2? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Well anyway. we're not we haven't got to Deadpool 2 yet, but when where's it in Apocalypse? When they pretend to be aid workers and come to get them at the mansion. Yeah. With the helicopters. Yeah. When you put them in the helicopters they put um, oh, they put the collars right. on them. Okay, Todd, I literally, literally erased the whole part with Weapon X out of my brain. <laughs> because it's so stupid. Because it's dumb and doesn't need to be there. God, I think yeah. I forgot about it when we watched the movie, and then I forgot about it after we watched the movie. Okay, anyway. Yeah, this is why I'm excited for Deadpool 2, which I feel like is making fun of this scene by having its own version of the train scene where okay, like, there's that a is thousand really cameos. Funny. But anyway, we'll get to that. He's coming in through the back. Do you hear yourself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jessica Chastain's in the alley and she just gets up and walks away, which I, I was like, that, I kind of loved like, that. Like Scott shoots her into the alley and then we just see a quick shot of her being like, Jesus Christ, and like standing up. Now we're, but now we have to go to that other train now because it's there's train trains and all these baby. fucking movies and they're all, they've all been locked to the walls with their neck collars. And all of a sudden they're in like, Pacific Alpine forest somehow? Yeah! I'm like, they're, in a, they're in a great place for fighting! They're in a place that's the middle of nowhere where they've already set up the mutant camps that they're being traveled to, and it's like, where are we now? I don't know. I guess the, the part of me that knows New York geography is looking at this going like, are they taking them to like... Canada? Lake Placid? Yeah, they're taking them to Weapon like, X! Are they, are they taking them up into the Adirondacks? <laughs> I don't fucking We're know. We're going on an God. Olympic vacation, mutants. So because this was all reshoots, they didn't have Sophie Turner for this. She was probably like back on Game of Thrones. So she's like not really in the train scenes. She's like in a separate room for all of it. And as like a voiceover later. Yeah. Is this why it's emotionless little girl, Jean, later? That's just like, I forgive you. Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. I don't actually know if it's because of Game of Thrones. I, that was a joke, but it could be why. I mean, it does feel like a reshoot scene for sure. It's also the reason why all the shots going forward are like batshit crazy where it's like really close up to somebody's face and you can't see what's happening. It's because they didn't have the other people there. And it's like all stunt men who are wearing the costumes and it's like everybody's from the back and like close ups and everything. And like yeah, everybody's it's like, flipping it's around. It's actually crazy. Terrible. Although, okay, Xavier is sitting there and he's talking to Hank and he's like, he's just like, listen, Gene's not <laughs> okay, the villain wait, of wait, this wait. movie. It's so I funny am. that the guards just let this conversation go on. Like, why are the mutants like not bound and the gagged? Guard, the, guards, but the guards are just standing there letting the X-Men have a full strategic conversation about how to escape. They're not paying attention. They're not worried about them because they like have the power dampeners on. It's so they don't so give a stupid, shit. Though. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, before we get to the mutant train, <laughs> there was apparently I had I had a note that I, I need to talk about. 
there apparently was like in one of the flashbacks that Jean saw involved Charles driving. Yeah. And I'm like, how? How? Oh, you're right. How is he going to sure? accelerate the car or brake? Well, he might have the, he, there are like, you know, ways to use an accelerator with your hands and stuff that people with paralysis can use to drive. But like, I don't know. I guess. They didn't have any in that car, though. Listen, who gives a shit? Anyway, <laughs> continuing on. Okay, they're on a right. train. Hold I had on. the same question when it came to like them removing Charles's power dampening, where I'm like, he's he's useless, though. Like, he's not actually yeah, using I know. his powers. Well, I mean, he needs his fucking telepathy, I guess. I know. But right but now he he's like... he doesn't use it. He well, right now he's, he's busy admitting that he's like, listen, Gene's not the villain of this movie. I am. I shouldn't have lied to Gene. I'm a terrible person. However, though, like one second later, he's like, he's like, however, I didn't mean for her to get hurt, and I was trying to protect her, so I'm actually not in the wrong. And I was yep. like, classic yep. Xavier. Like, he says it without even being interrupted. Like, he that's was like the without full a monologue, like within the monologue itself. He's like, that said, I'm not really that bad. Actually, I'm fine. And, and Xavier's so like, funny. and also. I can still save her. I can get Jean from the inside. So don't worry. I've got this. I'm actually the hero. There are no villains, just heroes. And everybody else is like nodding. And I'm like, what is happening (laughs) right now? (laughs) Yeah. Except Eric. Eric really does have like a, oh, do I have (laughs) to listen to this whole speech expression on his face? I know. But he does. And at the end of the movie, he's like, I still love you, honey. And it's sad. It's a story of Charles abusing everyone again and manipulating (laughs) them all into still being his stupid friend. It's terrible. And I hate him. But it's romantic. It happens in France. Who's worse? Charles Xavier or Dr. Sasaki? You tell me. I don't know. In this movie, Xavier's pretty fucking bad. Yeah. So, oh, there's also like this bit where one of the guards says to Kurt, Wait, like, my kid John? likes the X-Men and has action figures. And Kurt is like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, uh, Todd just growled something into the microphone and I don't know what he said at all. Me? Oh, yeah. I say it's romantic because they meet in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Todd was doing oh, a French accent. It was not French accent. It was French. <laughs> Everyone we know in France talks like this. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, that's good. I just heard uh, Todd making noises, and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> every meanwhile, every Quebecois listener to this show unsubscribes because crying. of the terrible thing that I just did. Sorry, Quebec. So, guys, what do, what do we think about this great relationship between this guard who's going to die and Kurt being upset by that because the guard's kid collects uh, X Men action figures? Did we not? find that emotionally moving wait is that the reason why he goes crazy yeah because i thought it was just okay. random not not completely <laughs> i mean it, it is and it's it is dumb why? but this guard wait, also when did is he like have this the line well this guard is the one who's like it's actually inhumane to let them just stay here with their powers negated and get murdered by whatever the fuck is attacking the train right now. Yes. Like yes. he yes. later on attempts to release them and that's how he dies. But but he has to be convinced of that. Like Kurt is like, listen, your kid was right. We are heroes and you need our help. And like the people who are coming to attack the train are the aliens, by the way. Oh my God. This is like so out of order. I'm like trying to look at my notes versus what you guys are saying. I'm like, these are two different scenes. This like, is so well, it's, it's not like, interesting. Like, dead we can rising, recap Resident it if you Evil want. Zombie but... apocalypse well, I mean, we don't, we, we don't need to do a full recap, but we are like in the, wait, what? 
I said mutants, I meant aliens. I'm so sorry. Also, I'm talking over both of you now, so I guess it's contagious. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. is contagious here at the Mutant Ages. Um, so, Ryan, to answer your question, the guard says my kid used to be a fan when he's bringing the mutants on board the train at the oh, very beginning. Okay. I did before, not hear that line. Before we hear Xavier's monologue that we just went over. Okay. So there's this one guard who... Kurt says, my kid used to be a fan. And he's like very taken aback that the X-Men have turned out to be villains in his mind. A young black guy, by the way, I think. Yes, it's a black guy. He's going to die, though. Don't worry. He won't live. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. No people people of color get to do anything cool in this film. Oh, yeah. Very important. Absolutely. Okay, because like like anybody of color is about to get murdered in this next scene. I mean, I'm not women, even kidding. Like, people of color, they're not going to live. Storm is literally the only one who survives. And she doesn't get to do <laughs> shit. Okay, and most of the aliens are not white, and yeah. Magneto's posse is also not white. And those and are the only characters that get killed. Oh, yeah, yep. I forgot about I, I refuse to call her. I refuse to call him Dixie Kong. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's already dead, I think. I don't know. Okay, I don't even remember when he dies. I like don't I remember Scott that. I think Scott kills him. I feel like he does. Why would know. Scott kill him? They're I on the know. same team at this point. They're, they weren't then. They weren't then because that was when Magneto was still trying to kill Jane. There's no killing in Frogger. There's no killing yeah, in Frogger. The aliens show up on the train. This, and- I'm just imagining like a Frogger game in the style of Shadow the Hedgehog where it's like Frogger's just like running around and also has a gun. The frog Gory just suddenly murders. pulls out a gun and shoots a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the aliens are here. They're crawling around on the fucking train. Okay. Killing everybody. I want to emphasize when Ryan says they're crawling on the train, they are, they are literally all on fours. The train. Like, it is full on zombie apocalypse Resident Evil shit now. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. completely like the aliens are just like, we're here for brains, just pulling things off the train and shit like right. that. Like instead of snakes on a plane, we have aliens on a train well, because they're trying to get to Gene, who's at the end of the train. And they didn't just get on that car that Gene's on. They got at the front of the train because they need to fight all the way to the back. Because God, this, this is, is a video game. This is a it's video so game. so stupid. Why didn't they just get on the car with Gene? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't fucking know what to tell you. But right now they're all standing there. Magneto's like, don't be an idiot. Release us so we can fight these things and the guy's like fucking muties and xavier's (laughs) like they're not even mutants they're like from another planet and magneto's just like wait what (laughs) (laughs) i mean that part would be funny if this was a good movie um but anyway the one guard who kind of likes the x-men frees them and then he dies freeing them yeah, well, that's because shit goes crazy. The aliens like bust into the room, and like the military is like shooting at them, and they all and doesn't die. Doesn't help. It doesn't. It doesn't kill them though, because the aliens can like. Well, I mean, that's going to be a lot anything. of the military people. They are going to die. So I'm, I lied before. It's white people are about to die too. Yes, but. of course. Well, tons of civilians have already died. Well, as well. Uh, the difference. The difference isn't that white people die. The difference is that most white people survive. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. As opposed to like the only on-screen characters of color we've seen who don't die is Storm. Everyone else Again, gets, gets murdered. Again, gets nothing to do. And Storm <laughs> like, like survives by virtue of literally that's not being there. Being like, yeah. okay, I'm going to fuck off in the corner and do nothing. And by being Storm, so like they can't kill her, I guess, because that would be crazy. But they do need to like take her off the map repeatedly. Which is so annoying. There's also this scene here with like the one dude who's like, I don't know, there's like a second level to the train. He's got like a fucking Gatling gun and he's like shooting it at the fucking aliens and the alien just picks up another dude and throws at the guy with the Gatling gun and they just die. I was like, (laughs) what's happening? Why is this Resident Evil right now? Like, why is this gun here? Oh, this is totally Streets of Rage. This is like four player brawler arcade machine shit that would be more fun than this movie 
I love Streets of Rage. It would mm-hmm. be pretty cool, actually. So do we want to talk about this final scene where where Jean is lying on the table in the back of the train and Charles and Scott get to her and have a conversation on the astral plane with her? <laughs> where she realizes the patriarchy is actually fine. <laughs> yeah. Psylocke dies at one point. Eric screams Celine. Theoretically, we don't really see what happens. I don't know. I like how Kurt's like, no killing. He goes on a killing spree. Kurt kills the most people in this whole scene. Yeah, Kurt kills a lot of people. It was like kind of weird for that character. (laughs) Yeah, Kurt is like, I'm a fucking murderer. I'm so mad that that guard died. Okay, Okay. hold on. Before, what? There's one, there is one Kurt. There's one. (laughs) Wow. Really? Agro much? What? There is one. Kurt Kill actually in this like murder spree he goes on to avenge the guy whose name he doesn't even know uh, <laughs> where he teleports one of the aliens and then disappears. Oh, in front of a train? And yes. we're all, we're, yes. and the viewers looking at the scene going, what is this going to do? And then the train literally disappears and crushes them in a second later. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty I, good. I literally went, woo! after that one. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. There are that some fun really parts good. of this. Okay, there's like that whole scene before we even get to like the the astral plane conversation where fucking Magneto is like killing a bunch of the aliens and he's like barely like breaking his sweat. He just kind of looks mildly annoyed. Yeah, I love that. I like to watch Magneto fight. It's very it's very Avatar the Last Airbender. I was kind of into yeah, it. Yeah, right. Actually. I love that. Right. I love just that. Like, Metal bending bitches. Yeah, it's always There's fun. also another point where like a helicopter uh, like a military helicopter is shooting at the plane and a scroll alien like jumps up and destroys it. It's like there's a lot of shit happening but none of it's actually important. No. Storm shoots some lightning once. One oh, time. I was like, who's Jessica Frost? And then I just realized. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, the point is that Magneto ends up blocking the room to Xavier, Scott, and Gene with a bunch of metal. And like fucking Jessica Frost walks in and he picks up every fucking gun on the train with his powers and starts shooting them at her. And like, she doesn't flinch. She's just kind of like walking through them. And I was like, I feel like there was another version of this script where this was diamond Emma in her Emma. diamond form Absolutely. walking towards him. Of course. Yeah. So having said we that, it was it. actually a little cool to watch. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely not Emma Frost walk through a hail of gunfire being like, yeah, I this thought it was cool really too. good. This is exfoliating. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was fun. I, Did I you mean, get this like a little farther down my back? That's so great. <laughs> oh my god! Magneto yeah. opening a bullet spa. The aliens are really intense about their fucking skincare. Okay, now Maddie, we can go to Jean's brain where she's a child again, and Xavier's like, "I'm really good." Yeah, I don't know how or why Scott is there in this scene. But no, because he's he, there, they right? like forgot that they needed to write him into the scene, so he's just standing there. <laughs> Scott, I think Scott is how Xavier got into that car. Right, sure. Like he was well, carrying. Yeah, he, him I mean, or he carried like him that. over there. Yeah. Okay. This this whole conversation is stupid. Doesn't need to be repeated. At the end, Gene's like, "I know you only had your best intentions for me. I mm-hmm. forgive you." And I'm like, and "Don't Xavier forget." Xavier says him. he's sorry. Okay. But like. Okay. But sorry, I've been <laughs> leading up to this, this whole episode. When mm-hmm. she says it, it's the it's in the form of young Gene. Yeah, mm-hmm. in in the astral in the plane, astral and plane, she looks yes. at Xavier and says, "And I'm not kidding, zero emotion, zero affect." She just like robot goes, "I forgive you." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you? <laughs> it's such a, yeah, Does exactly. She? Like she says it in my head. I'm like, do you though? 
Ugh. Like you, you yeah. don't sound convinced, ma'am. I know. <laughs> I know. And like then Gene in voiceover is like, I know what I need to do now. Protect my family. And like that is supposed to be a big emotional beat, but like it isn't because we don't even like this family very much anymore. <laughs> Which is important because like at this point, Magneto is being whipped around the train by Jessica Chastain Frost. Oh yeah, she's beating his yeah, ass. Yeah, I mean we it's- care about we care about Gene saving Magneto, but also we're kind of like Magneto tried to kill you like a second ago and like the mystique thing, everyone's still kind of upset about it, but like, are they? And it doesn't really feel like anything got resolved there. Okay. And in fairness, well, like Magneto was attempting to kill me five seconds ago, but I'm going to save his life anyway, because he changed <laughs> his mind <laughs> is like a it recurring pattern right. going all You're the way right. back to first class. So. Yeah. 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 I guess I just didn't really buy this protect my family turn. I mean, of course I didn't buy it. Why would I buy it? There's nothing about this entire movie leading up to this moment that would help me buy it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Gene, I don't know. This this is all leading up to this final, final moment where Gene almost kills everybody again. And Thanos dusts everybody. She Which she doesn't. Not to. She doesn't. I mean, there's this, this whole crazy scene where she puts all the X-Men in like little bubbles and then lifts the train up and then rips apart the train. I don't know. Yep. And then throws the other part of the train underneath like a highway bridge. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And now they're not in the forest anymore. They're in like an industrial park. So I, yeah, I was like, I don't know where the totally fuck they different are. place. She's just standing there. I, I love that the like the forest that stretches on for miles in every direction was just conveniently 10 miles from a truck stop at the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, I like honestly, like I don't know what the fuck's happening. The, tr- the train spins ratio. around in the air for a really long time, and then then Jean's just standing there in the rubble, and a bunch of the aliens go running at her, and she's phoenixing out. She's turning them all into Takeo dust. Bye. Um, Bye. Wait, there's actually one really cool part where like one stabs Jean, like they impale her through her chest, yeah. and then the Phoenix Force flies out and then comes back through her, goes back into her, heals her dissolves the spear and then she grabs the dude by the head and like melts his brain and i was yeah. like damn that's cool it was, <laughs> was cool like, it is cool yeah it did look and, really and neat. this is this is when uh emma slash vuk slash fucking whoever tries to steal the phoenix force yet again and they have this like weird hug where like they're Vuk gonna maybe dying, make out well jean's like, like she's like if you want me take all me bitch can you handle it and jessica yeah. jessica chastain's like clearly dying she's like burning apart yep. and it's like everyone's screaming gene's name now yeah and everyone. like fucking Mostly jessica Scott chastain's is. like you can't control it and gene's like i sure can and jessica chastain's <laughs> like your emotions make you weak and gene like grabs her and flies her up into the fucking universe and she's like my emotions make me strong and then like atomic bombs same are like the in end there. of captain like, marvel yeah literally the same ending which yeah, is the thing clearly, that they were like, we need to change this, and they didn't change. Yeah, and then then she's just gone, and everyone's like looking in the sky and sees this huge solar explosion, and Scott's like, she, she's gone. It's <laughs> like, oh my god. You, you forgot the part where she almost dissolves Scott and like dissolves his arm, and then is like, oh, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> my bad, Scott. <laughs> Let me put that back together. <laughs> he's like, oh, ah! like he's oh kind no. of into it. And that's that's it, guys. Like now, Gene gets a really long speech that we don't need to quote because now it cuts back to Xavier's Institute, which Scott is somberly putting a new sign up that says "Gene Gray Institute for Gifted Youngsters." Mm-hmm. And, and half it's the like, flowers are dead, but I think that was just like a mistake where they like filmed it at the wrong time of year. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. No, it's the new the unborn flower. They symbolize new growth. Oh. 
my god i don't know storms teaching science and we see like hank and he's wearing his old age beast makeup and he's like sitting at a desk well he's like sadly at a picture of mystique they're like everything's yeah. about mystique oh there's a fucking part where quicksilver's like don't run <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i forgot i forgot she was in this movie, movie. After, after he spent the entire movie like not in being bed there and, like, a, in like a cartoon full body cast, basically. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Wiley e. Coyote after he walked off a cliff <laughs> chasing the road runner. I, I don't know why, after already breaking his leg in X-Men Apocalypse, they had to break it again in this movie because they're like, I don't know, there's too many characters. We gotta get rid of Quicksilver again. Like, what are they oh, doing? Oh yeah, I forgot that it happened in the other one. We can't afford a third slow-mo CGI scene set to an 80s song. They apparently They couldn't. didn't have that money. They just didn't. So Quicksilver's not in the movie. I don't know why he's in this movie at all. I needed two, precisely two lines of comic relief. Well, okay, so anyway, we're gonna fucking end this movie and like this is how they're gonna end the whole Fox film I'm franchise. I'm so glad it's ending. Is with <laughs> fucking Xavier scene. being sad in France. He's like my life why is are they so... In France? I don't know because it's I'm fucking screaming. romantic. That's why. Because Patrick Stewart. What? What? You, what? He's gonna grow up to be Patrick Stewart, and Captain Picard is from France. Oh, I was like, right. what? <laughs> yeah, it's so obvious now. It's so oh, obvious what now. What the fuck ever? Like you two haven't <laughs> taken some wild ass connection. Like, Todd, what, we never, both, we never go in tangents. We've never ever, done that. We've ever. never done ADHD it. brain working the same way for all three of us. I am not going to be judged for that. <laughs> Oh, it was good. We just didn't understand what you were saying. Um, so the two of them are in France making out, <laughs> snorting. This is such a fucking stupid scene. I'm sorry for screaming. Xavier's like sitting there having a sad espresso and Magneto walks over and he's like, hello. And he's got like a travel chess set that he unfolds and he's like, hey, remember when we play chess and like, fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and so Xavier's like, I don't want to play. And Magneto's like, once upon a time, you saved my life and now it's my time to save yours. I'm, I'm like, from what? You just guys want to fuck again. I like, know, whatever. Like, what are you saving him from? He's rich as fuck and he's hanging out in <laughs> France. He doesn't need to be saved from anything. <laughs> <laughs> and they they just like you know he puts his hands out and i love that and, like xavier's like i don't want to play chess and then maybe was like okay i accept that and then holds out <laughs> his hands like we're playing chess though so you might as well just pick which fu- fucking piece you're starting at okay but like then magneto gives xavier like loving eyes and xavier know, gives them back and he kind of like fuck. blushes a little bit and i'm like okay so it's this so does gay. end with them getting together okay but wait, so why is Xavier in France? I, I'm not asking as a joke. I'm asking as a real question. Nanny, like, I, there's no answer. Because at the end of this movie, like it seems like everyone has forgiven Xavier, but then in the scene we don't see, they don't? I actually, I actually think it's the other way. I think it's the other way around. I think that after all of that shit and Jean disappearing, that everyone else is just like, okay, well, everyone's alive, so we're thankful for that, but like... Uh, your bullshit caused all this, so leave. I would love it if we saw that scene, though. That scene would have been rad. Like, I really yeah. wish that had been on camera. That's just me, me reading too. into things that <laughs> because happened. Because instead, though. what we have is, like, Xavier, who's been a piece of shit the whole movie, whose alcoholism has just been quietly in the background, but, like, a, an interesting C-plot, <laughs> just ends up in France, alone, friendless. Listen, the reason they're in France is because it's supposed to be romantic. And I agree, they Ryan. I actually are just trying genuinely to make agree. It, it's, it's like, this is what happens. It's like, they start playing chess, and it's like, somebody goes, 
and Magneto and Xavier are gay and in love, and the phoenix fucking flies over them like with the like the more like the, you the know more star, you know star, like literally the star in the background with a fucking rainbow tail on it, and it's like, why is this in the sky? What is happening? I was like, like Gene honestly, is in the distance being gay, and like so is everyone else. This is the end of the movie. We have been talking for an end. hour and a half. No post credits. There's scene. this is crazy. Okay, we watched the first hour of this movie, and it took us three hours to talk about it because so much happened. Second half of the movie cleared it in an hour it's like i don't know why the second half is as bad it's almost entirely action scenes which are all boring i truly feel like this movie could have been okay so like the thing that magneto does where he holds out his hand is that one piece has a white he had one hand Mm -hmm, has a white mm -hmm. piece in it and one hand has a black piece in it that's how you choose who goes first yes in chess xavier picked the white piece because of course he did and Then we just get he's good. And then like the phoenix pops out and it's like that's all folks. The entire film reel catches on fire and oh my god! I didn't get good money for that part of this movie though. This movie. Oh man! Great film. Loved it. Ten out of ten. All right. I guess we can do some like reviews and ratings of it. What's everyone's thoughts? This is hard because I feel like I've given a one to a lot of movies and I think this is technically better than X-Men Apocalypse, but like, I don't want to give it a two. I'm willing to give it a two. All right. I'll give it a two. I, if we, I wish we could rate it by act. That would make it easier. But... That would make it easier. I, I think Scott and Gene are really good in the movie. Um, I think the performances are good. There's a lot of fun Xavier stuff in here. Like, it's great how much of an idiot he is. Um, So yeah, it deserves a two. I think the first half of this movie is much stronger than the second half. For There's, sure. I mean, like I said, like the, I would go a two out of five X's. Maybe, maybe more like a two point five. I don't want to give it a three because yeah, it does not that's deserve way that. Too nice, and even a two point five. But it's it is better than X Men Apocalypse and X Men Origins Wolverine. So oh, like God, it's yes. got that going for it. And honestly, I probably will like it more than Logan because the only parts I like about Logan are like Daphne Keene. Here's the thing, though, Logan is a lot simpler plot wise. That's and it only true. Has, that like, is four true. Characters like it has one villain and it makes sense who the villain is. You know, like it's it's really simple and that helps Logan a lot. This movie's so stupid. Like, why is Vuk in the movie? Well, it's stupid because they have all this fucking shit set up that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it suffers from the fact that, that Logan is not even in the movie. Like they could have recast Logan and have a younger version of him be that. there, but they, they wouldn't would do that. Do that. I know. I I imagine there's probably a lot of listeners who are going to listen to the first half on Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Two days from now. That's coming out. Yeah. A couple days from now. Right. They're going to listen to that and go, oh, this movie doesn't actually seem so bad. And then they'll get to this podcast (laughs) nine days from now, like a week from this coming Tuesday and be like, oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did talk about that in the first episode for what it's worth, like the second half being much worse. Um, And I feel like the first half has some problems. I just looked at my notes and I realized that I have like two times as many notes for the first time because I, I split them up in the text file so that I knew where we were starting this week. I have like twice as many notes. There was like some like actual agency. Yeah. You know, there was some actual, yeah. you know, character growth and, and thoughts that Jean has in the first half. I mean, like that scene with her dad and everything. I don't know. There were some cool ideas. It's just that the second half whiffs it on every aspect because Xavier and her just make up for no reason. Everybody still excommunicates him and we don't get to see that. I, honestly, I, this is clear to me that they, first of all, they already were working within their terrible Fox universe that is just like 
it gets more raw as long the more movies they make because they keep on writing themselves into a corner but like not a good corner where they can write themselves out it is kind of like a we bought the frogs to catch the flies we bought the snakes to eat the frogs we bought the mongoose to eat the snakes yeah it just doesn't make any sense but also like it's clear to me that like simon kimberg had planned for this to be longer and to be like a longer franchise than it got to be and also the screenplay rewrites i mean like it it affected it in a really negative way mm-hmm. not like the super mario brothers movie where like that was just like so fucking chaotic that it ended up being like a fun movie to watch but yeah. like i don't know it's it clearly suffers from a lot of different things it would have been a much better movie had it and i would love to have seen whatever it was with emma and the hellfire club and all those other Me characters too. that were supposed to be there so simon call us um we know you're listening yeah. You know you're a big give fan. us the script. The mutant ages at gmail.com, please. I mean, honestly, I, I would love to pick his brain on this movie and be like, what the fuck were you planning? Because like it is I mean, it's not clear to me watching this now. <laughs> you you never know. Like you, you never if know. You, if you, you could get him on the show, like he might say, Yeah, I actually really loved a bunch of stuff in the comics, and every time I pitched it, Fox shot me down. I think that happens a lot to people. I think that happens a lot. I think that's a very real possibility that that happened. Oh, sure. And for what it's worth, there are a lot of scenes in the first half of this movie that contributed to me giving it a 2.5 out of 5 X's that he wrote where the dialogue is really fucking good. Like the stuff, like that scene between everything with Gene and Scott. Yeah. Everything with Gene and Scott, Xavier and Hank and Hank calling Xavier out on his bullshit was really good. Perfect. All the stuff with like Gene and her dad also great. And like the conversation she was having with Xavier and how she fucked him up. Or sorry, he fucked her up. Um, Yeah. Those are all really great ideas that yeah. are then not used in the second half of the movie, which again, I don't even blame Simon Kinberg for. Even Disney can be to blame for that because of just the circumstances. Yeah, it's just a lot of crazy shit. I, I, and I do really enjoy how they like animated the Phoenix powers. Todd yeah. brought it up repeatedly in this, like how fucking cool it was that she just like without she like she's shattering. any effort was just like yeah. destroying the world or whatever. It's so and cool. And not just her, but Magneto too. Like they, I really enjoyed the choreography of the scenes where Eric is just casually like whipping metal around. It's kind of like a conductor with a symphony, right? Like yeah. with his hands, just like pointing and gesturing and big chunks of the train are coming off and trapping the resident evil zombie aliens to the wall. 100%. Yeah. It's very cool. I'm sure somebody like choreographed that for him, but I do think that Michael Fassbender is naturally good at being Magneto like that. You know what I mean? Like he just knows. I think he's also learned over time how to do it better and better. And this is like the end result of that. I mean, it's Michael Fassbender. He's clearly committed to the role. So he's going to like be full on. I am Magneto now. So it, it would be interesting if he showed up in the MCU, but we've already had that conversation. So yeah, I don't know. Do we want to talk about who's gay? I mean, we already kind of covered it with Eric and Charles. And- It is an aggressively heterosexual movie. I that think that's kind of weird. But like, then the right, ending Todd? is so gay. It's like, <laughs> it's like kind of out of nowhere. If you hadn't seen any other movies, you're like, wait, these two are gay? Like what? Yeah. What yeah. shocks me is that Jessica Chastain 
attempting to like fillet the phoenix out of Jane. Mm-hmm. Should be gayer, isn't. Should be hot. Isn't. And really isn't. <laughs> isn't. And you guys know I will I will look for sapphic influences wherever I can find them, but I just yeah. don't see it there. Like I don't see it. I'm like I don't go to this school, but I feel like this <laughs> This is a class that should be taught here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, look, I don't go here, but I have friends who go here. Like they don't, I don't think this would play there. Like there really was just no erotic charge. It's not good. And, and here's another example. Storm's got the Mohawk ish in this movie. It's more of a faux hawk. She doesn't get to even really be in the movie at all. So I mean, that is like one of her biggest complaints about this movie is that storm is not in it. Yep. Really sad. But that's the complaint that we've had about all the movies. You know what I realized? I was wrong. There is a black person who survives. Storm. Besides it's Storm. The, well, besides Storm, yes. It's actually the military guy that Eric spends all that time arguing with. Who? Oh, I don't even remember. Because he makes guy. it back onto the helicopter before Gene like, yeats it off into the <laughs> oh, distance. Oh, that's right. You're right. <laughs> Great. Great. Of course, we don't know guy. if they actually managed to get that helicopter started enough in time not to like crash and die. Also, that character probably doesn't have a name, so are we really going to count that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. whatever. It's fine. Anyway, themutantages.com. It's our website. Check it out. Simon Kinberg, email us at themutantages at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to have you on the show. us on Twitter. Uh, fucking, we're the Mutant Ages everywhere. I'm at Mitty Myers everywhere as well. Ryan, how about you? Uh, I'm Ryan Pagella pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Twitchy. Twitchy at Twitchy. Linky Dinky. Yeah. Ryan, go look up our Patreon supporters. I'm while working Todd on it. decides whether or not he wants to open up to the world. <laughs> Sorry, Twitchy just makes me think of like a little anthropomorphic Twitch logo that sounds like Floki. <laughs> but it's- <laughs> Remember to like and subscribe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that's still that still sounds more like Pluggy when he shows up for the plugs and he is like, <laughs> who what wants is to the fucking- functional difference between Pluggy and Cloaky, Ryan? Really? I don't know. They're both kind of evil. The difference is that one talks like this and the other one talks like this. And now we have Twitchy that's like, hello, I'm Twitchy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What just happened? (laughs) If I find out, I will tell you at Dr. Todd Harper on Twitter. Oh, Do not hold your breath waiting for that explanation tweet, though, because I don't (laughs) fucking have any clue what's going on right now. Nobody understands anything I do. I don't either. Um, So before we recorded this episode, we talked for almost 30 minutes about a movie called Bros, which is a movie that all of us had very mixed feelings about. (laughs) And that's on the Patreon. Uh, So if you want to hear the three of us talk about a a gay rom-com... Uh, check out patreon.com slash the mutant ages and you can find a heck load of other episodes featuring us and other people and things. You can find that that episode with me, Ryan and Katie talking about Dark Phoenix. Oh my God. Check that out anyway. Truman and Katie have been reduced to other people and things. You know, the friends that you've known for 20, 30 years as opposed to me who you've known for like eight or nine Right, sure, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Ryan, who are our highest your Patreon supporters? Because we give them a shout out on the show. Yeah, shout out to Samuel B and Soren B for surviving the Dark Phoenix saga, yeah. whatever this movie is, and for also being our top tier Patreon supporters. We thank you and we appreciate you. We do, it's true. And if you can't afford to support the show, we love you and appreciate you as well. Please review the show on whatever podcasting app you use if it allows for ratings and reviews. And please share the show with your friends. And that's it. We've done it, folks. Share the we show did. with your mom. We love it when people tell us my 40, 50, 60 year old mom 
started listening Listens to your to show. The show. And actually, we do great. really love that. A couple yeah, people do, have actually. said that. <laughs> I'm hungry and I want to go eat lunch. So we'll I'm see you next time. See you next time, everybody. Ho ho. Bye. <laughs> 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 